Welcome to the Inside Out Money Podcast. Can't even recognize this place. Too many pieces of our past mistakes. Hi, I'm Maggie, and I believe real change starts from the inside out. So let's work together to improve our money and our lives from the inside out. We will explore all things money and our relationship with it. Join me each week with a rotating set of co-hosts, friends, and interviews. Let's jump in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Inside Out Money. This is a personal finance podcast focused on redefining wealth from the inside out. Each week, I speak with a rotating set of co-hosts about a different financial topic to help you improve your financial mindset and tactics. And today, I do not have a co-host on. I have all the co-hosts on! Yay! Yay! Yay. Hey, Liz. Hey, Maggie. Hey, Greg. Hey, Erica. Is that what I'm supposed to do? (laughs) Sorry. As long as you just name Got someone it. else, you're fine. Okay. Yeah. So you say hi to the person and then another hi, to the, hi to the person another back person to say yeah. hi to you and then a new person. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's okay. kind of like well, a chain. Right. Now, now I'm getting it. You just name someone other than yourself and then they'll pass it right. on. That has exactly. I don't know how I stayed employed for so many years. A slow learner. I feel like you're a fast learner, personally, but okay. Hey, Liz. Hey, Maggie. And hey, Greg. Hey, Liz. And hey, Erica. Oh, hey, Greg. And hey, Andrew. And hey, Andrew's mustache. <laughs> hey, everyone. Who's your mustache want to say hi to, Andrew? Uh, nobody. All of us. <laughs> it's, got enough, it's got enough volume to say hi to all of us. It's officially December, but Andrew has not yet shaved his November mustache, and we, we're all digging it. We spent like a solid 10 minutes talking about it. I think it's coming off later today, so the holiday cards can get taken. Oh, Pictures okay. can get taken. Well, goodbye, Mr. Stash. I say it's part of the family now. I mean, I really <laughs> yeah. don't even know your family, but this is just all I can imagine. Yeah. I'd vote it should be in the photo. Is that mustache, like, can you write it off as a dependent on your taxes? <laughs> <laughs> Will the mustache make the top 2023 list when we go through some of our favorites? We'll see. It, it could. What's What's been great is I had lots of customer meetings the last couple of weeks, and I was meeting lots of new customers for the first time, so I had to do a lot of explaining. Yeah. Well, the best part is if you just don't explain. <laughs> just let them think that's just... I was speaking yeah. to an audience of people at work, and I didn't explain it, and my team stopped me and had me explain it. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited to have everybody here today. This is the first time all of the Inside Out Money co-hosts, all five of us, have been on the pod together. It's historic. It's exciting. It it is. Yeah. What's your word? You got a word, Erica and Greg? What's your word for this? Historic? Exciting? Oof. um... Oof. Oof. That's your word. Okay, Greg. (laughs) Oof. That's my word. Sheesh. Sheesh. Oof. Sheesh. Historic and exciting. Excellent. We're going to like just recap 2023. We've we've got a few loose agenda items for this discussion. We're going to go through some of our favorites for the year. Wait, Erica, we didn't introduce everyone, right? Okay, so we're just going to like jump in. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go through a bunch of 
favorites today. We're going to do some of our favorite books, some of our favorite podcasts, some of our favorite purchases, some of our least favorite purchases. We're also going to do some some of the kind of big financial news of 2023. And then we'll also share some fun podcast stats at the end. So hopefully you'll stick around for that. I can't wait to find out how I want to know what the most popular episode of Inside Out Money was. You want to know if it's one of your episodes, don't you? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, you were once the most popular episode, but we'll we'll save it till the end to let you know who bumped you hmm. or which mustache bumped you. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's not okay. fair. I don't have one. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So <laughs> speaking of mustaches, favorite books of the year. That has nothing to do with mustaches, to be clear. <laughs> but we should start with mustache because, Andrew, you've been having like a bromance with. I definitely still have a man crush on Morgan. Morgan Housel, author of Psychology of Money, definitely my favorite book of the year. Have you read Same as Ever yet? No, I have not because it's sitting here on my desk. It's been a little bit crazy a couple of weeks. I started, gotten through just a couple of chapters of it. The first couple of chapters were awesome and I look forward to reading it on my Christmas break. Distracted Andrew because Greg, every time Greg takes a sweatshirt off, he basically takes his entire shirt off. Sometimes we're in public and I'm like, Are you about to undress? But he just did it on the thing. I'm just laughing at Liz. Like, I'm pretty sure like, I saw a nipple. I, I, mean, I muted myself and so I kind of thought that was <laughs> Greg. You're supposed to turn the screen off. You got, you yeah. can't just mute your, you, can't, you gotta turn uh, the screen off. That's such a Greg's man been out of the workforce does, for a little while. Yeah, that does not happen to women. We yeah, know I, how to take one shirt off. I'm able to keep the layer, the bottom layer on myself when I take the top. No, every time he takes his top off, it's always like I'm always like, wait, are you are, like, is it all coming off? Okay, Andrew. Sorry, sorry. Andrew. Greg's. But, Greg's nudity was distracting me. So okay, so we're back to Morgan. Same as ever. Yeah. Same Speaking as of ever. nudity, Morgan Housel, you got a bromance crush on him. Yes. First couple chapters of Same as Ever were great. I look forward to finishing it over the next couple weeks. I'm excited to listen to it. I have it on Audible and I'm going to talk about it with you. I will tell you, I kind of started listening to it and it was like kind of a slow start. Like it didn't pull me... I don't know what it is, but I was kind of like, eh, and then I like switched to another book. I think the thing with Morgan, and I find this with his podcast, you kind of need to be paying attention. It can't be like one of these just like, oh, I'm just going to be listening to it. Like he's, he gets very deep and the That's content is, is very, it's, I feel like I've got to be focused when I'm listening to, to him. Yeah, that's fair. I admittedly may have been multitasking. <laughs> I it might have been like cleaning the house or something. Okay, Liz, what are some of your favorites? Oh, I read two books this year that changed my mindset, which I feel like you're lucky to get one in a year. Mm-hmm. But one was called Outlive. It's really popular. It's like pastels on the cover with a tiny little man. And it's Peter Peter Atia, right? Atia, right? Yes, thank you. Because yeah. I was just mm-hmm. thinking, like, oh, don't remember. Oh well. But, and I think there's a bunch of books about longevity now. It's kind of a hot topic, like blue zones, etc. But this one I really liked because it wasn't like buy my diet plan, buy my supplements kind of thing. Yeah. And my biggest takeaway was it that like you kind of have to aim high. So that book changed my mindset to make me think if I want to be walking like three miles when I'm 80, I don't walk three miles today every day to get there. I need to be like doing 10 mile trail runs today because you're inevitably going to degrade your body will. Mm -hmm. And so it's really been inspiring to me. And then the second one I have too, sorry, I cheated. It was called Stolen Focus and I forget the name of the author. It's favorites. 
by the way. So you can have more than one. Oh, good. There's an S on there. I, I forgot Perfect. to put the S favorite. I've got 10 more than. No. <laughs> I think, so it's called Stolen Focus. I think probably all of us have had some moment of, I spend too much time on my phone. How can I change this? And one of his big theses is, it's not about individual willpower. These apps and the way phones work should be federally regulated. And it just really changed my mindset about phones and focus and distraction. Yeah, that's cool. I have read Stolen Focus. It's been a little while. I have not read Outlive, but I bought it on Audible. And I'll buy certain things on Audible because I think I want to listen to them repeatedly versus doing them like at the library. Yeah, I would do that one again for sure. It was good. I'm kind of scared to read Outlive because I feel like I already do a lot and think about a lot and it's gonna like take away the few pleasures I have left in life. I I think I had something of an opposite experience. Like I was like, oh, I'm doing really good. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll feel that way then. I've watched a bunch of his stuff on YouTube. I really like some of his interviews that he's done. The Lance Armstrong one was very good, but yeah, I like, uh, I like his style. So I'll definitely try and put that on my list for next year. Cool. Okay, Erica, what you got? Well, I'm a slow reader anyway, and I've spent this year reading more finance books than I ever thought I would read in my life. And the only one that really resonated with me was this one called Finance for the People by Paco de Leon. And it's based on um, kind of like how to get yourself in a place financially, acknowledging that there are inequities in the world. And so not everyone's starting at the same place. But this one really, she just spelled it out. She said, everyone's weird about money. Let's figure out why and go from there. And um, it was just a fun read, which is weird for a finance book, but I really enjoyed it. And I'm going to gift it to a couple people because it's something I wish that I had had when I was like in my early 20s. But then I cheated to like Liz, my favorite nonfiction book of this year was The Light Pirate, which was kind of a near future climate change disaster book, but also very beautiful in a way, which... So a lot of feelings going on with that. Is there an actual pirate or is it a metaphor? It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor and it's like a double entendre metaphor. There are multiple forms of light pirate that you'll figure out throughout the book. I read the book based on Erica's recommendation, loved it. But now I'm like, wait, did I catch the multiple references or, you know, metaphors to pirates. And then for a minute, I thought you were going to say there was a real pirate. And I was like, oh, shit, I missed it. No real pirate. Yep. You were probably listening to a financial book on Audible while reading Light Pirate. Um, <laughs> I was multitasking my book reading. But it was really good. I mean, I, I was like one of those books where I like couldn't wait to get back to it and was sad when it was over and felt incredibly connected to the characters. And that to me is a good book. Great, Rick. Okay, Greg, what do you got? You read books? <laughs> I don't. I listen to books. You're handsome and you read books. Okay. Well, yes, I, I listen. <laughs> I, I read a book once, but it's been it's been a long time. But I, I tend to listen to fiction. And so my favorite book slash series of books was The Silent Corner or the Jane Hawk series by Dean Koontz. He's sort of a horror writer similar to Stephen King in, in some ways, I guess is the closest equivalent. And uh, this book series is pretty dark. It is about a, uh, a kind of a plot. Oh. Well, no, no, no pirates in this, but there is a, uh, a government cabal uh, of high-ranking corporate executives and government leaders What's that are- cabal? A cabal is like a group of bad guys. Oh, okay. Like a gang. Uh, it's, a, it's like a very high level smart bad guys, I think, though, from 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 how I how I think about it. But so kind of like pirate detective fiction? 
Because it sounds yes, sounds could real. Could be nonfiction. Well, yeah, it it does sound somewhat real, and so that's what makes it so. Uh, except that, so fast forward that basically they're injecting these nanoparticles in people that take over their brains, and then they can then control people and make them do terrible stuff. And they're trying to, in essence, take over the world and make it better by eliminating people that are trying to damage the new world order. And it's uh, very dark. And kind of depressing, but also moments of of uh, you know lightness, and it's just a very compelling book series that I sort of got really into and uh, listened to five of the six. I've got one left, and I'm sort of savoring it. My takeaway was dark and depressing. Well, I think you just described the plot of the COVID vaccines with Bill Gates putting the five G chips into everyone's <laughs> vaccine. Yeah, here's what's interesting. He wrote these in 2017. Had he written them post COVID, I would think, oh, this guy is a is a conspiracy. Th- you know, he's a COVID conspiracy theorist because so much of it is like some of those theories. But since it was written pre COVID, I, I I think it's just a you know a good plot. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's very eerie in some ways. Sounds interesting. Okay, I like it. I mean, I like live in the house with you, but I didn't, I didn't know you were this excited about this series. Okay, I'll wrap us up on books with. I also enjoyed The Psychology of Money, which uh, is by Morgan Housel and Andrew mentioned. I liked I Was Zero. It wasn't like my favorite book, but what I liked about it was similar to Liz's point earlier. It was a book where, you know, it, it could have just been like a blog post. I think we, did we say that, Liz? Yes. But many, many either, times. <laughs> could have been a very short blog post. But either <laughs> way, the, the spirit of that, the spirit of a lot of the points in it, did have a meaningful impact on my kind of day-to-day mentality and mindset around how I'm spending money and how and quite honestly like in an interesting time of my life in early retirement how Greg and I are spending our money and feeling more comfortable spending our money in a time when it's psychologically hard to because we don't have because we you know quit these high paying jobs and now are living off what we've saved and so it was a meaningful book to me in that sense Also, Simple Path to Wealth was similar. Like I already knew all that stuff, but it was just like a book I should have read 10 years ago. And Andrew, I think Mm -hmm. I mentioned this when we talked about it, but you actually sent me that book right when I launched Friends on Fire. And I admittedly like was just busy and I was working then and everything else and never read it. But I was very familiar with it. And, you know, so I finally read it, which was, you know, exciting thing to happen this year. Great book. And then, you know, on a personal level, but these are not, sorry, not financial related, but nonfiction. Ryan Holiday's book, I love all of Ryan Holiday's books. They're about like stoicism and kind of related topics, but his book, Stillness is the Key. I think that's the name of it. Uh, Really good. Read it this year. And right now I'm actually listening to Discipline is Destiny, which is another one of his books. And I really like it. And like Andrew and I have talked about this, like, discipline or deprivation kind of topic and i just love that book it, it, i'm i'm i don't know a fifth of the way through it and it's fantastic i'll have to put that on the list yeah i think you would really like it um i think everybody would like it but andrew i think you in particular would like it i have so many tabs open now i know i'm gonna well if it's helpful for you liz and for everybody listening i will do a very clean show notes with like all of our recommendations so you don't don't feel like you you or anyone listening need to take notes. But I will tell you just a really cool quote from The Discipline is Destiny that that I liked because of this whole sort of concept of like discipline and deprivation that I've been thinking a lot about lately. Is at one point he says discipline isn't deprivation because it brings rewards. And I just really like that because, you know, you think often when we think about financial stuff and we feel like we're depriving ourselves, 
-hmm. you know, on the concept of just having discipline about how we spend our money and handle our money, it isn't depriving ourselves because there's great rewards that come from being disciplined with your finances. And you could, you know, argue Greg and I are reaping the benefits of those rewards right now. And actually all of you are because you all have great, you know, freedom in your finances in, in many ways because you've been disciplined um, at different I was thinking that. I was like, only Maggie and Greg? I guess the rest of us are <laughs> I just meant like in early <laughs> I meant we're enjoying our early retirement, but you guys mentally Teasing. <laughs> can enjoy and like not stress about a lot of things because you know you have mm-hmm. options because you've, you know, reached some level of, you know, financial security. I still I would like to say something about that though, because I still feel like a little kid who's trying to figure it all out. Like I'm just like diving in and, you know, all credit to the landlord. He was just had a different sense. Like his frugality is like sometimes a contentious point and my sometimes being too free with money. You know, we're trying to find the balance there, but I still feel like a kid who's just like, I shouldn't spend my money on this random thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the things, quite honestly, that I love about doing this podcast with all of you is I think we're all at different places, you know, and like, and come from different places and and are kind of at different stages of things. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, I I don't think you should feel like a kid, but I don't want to tell you how to feel right. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that feeling even of, I don't know how to word it, but of, um, oh, well, you just, you feel like you're still kind of learning how to do certain things. And also just, yeah, your mindset. Even the fact that you're paying attention to it and you're thinking about it and you're putting some focus on it and making mindful choices versus mindless choices means you have graduated to the adult table. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And you do make mindful choices because we have like we've had such deep conversations on the podcast. Like you're thinking about this stuff, right? Like you might still do even when I do things where I'm like, oh, I really shouldn't have bought that. I'm still thinking about it. Like I'm not just mindful. I'm not mindlessly moving through my life, not considering all the choices I'm making. And I think a lot of people are. And so you yes, I agree with Liz. Like you've graduated to using your own words, the adult table, because you are thinking about that stuff. Well, I know, but yeah, you started it with saying that you're a kid. Yeah. So she was just yeah. finishing the you know, metaphor. And and one thing, actually, thank you for all the, the praise there. That's really what I was looking for is just straight validation. Um, <laughs> but well, that help. Uh, does the mustache have any validation to give her? <laughs> no, no, Andrew's like, if you don't have a 17... 17- one thing that's been nice is that I can help other people think about it. like I think about it when other people are like, should I get this? And I'm really good at like, you know, like a lot of us are, we're good at kind of talking other people down from things or talking them through things. And so I've been able to help to just think about it in a different way. For example, Maggie, like right before you were going to retire and we were on a girl's trip and you we walked into this store in Durango and you said, oh, I've always wanted one of these. Do you remember what that thing was? It was one of those little koozie that's like a vest or a sweater. And I was like, why has this always been on your list of things to want? And you're about to retire. Like, no, I'm not letting you buy this. But then I bought them for you and Greg for your retirement because that seemed perfect. And you probably completely forgot that you even said that. But I was like, this is the dumbest thing you could spend your money on right now. What's funny is I did forget. I didn't forget that you gave me those for my retirement. I did forget that I said I wanted those in a store in Durango, but we use them all the time. I love having a little coat for my beer. Yeah, that would be an amazing context. These things showed up and, and Maggie goes, oh, these are our graduation gift for America. Was no graduation explanation. Gift? I mean, sorry, oh, yeah. a retirement <laughs> gift, but no context of why we have. Because I forgot I mean, that. I think they're really cool, but I think had she made that context of like, oh, and 
I thought you were just sending me something nice. Like, you know, I like. But we do, we do, we do use them frequently, Erica. She was probably like, "Well, Erica wasted her money on these." There goes Erica acting like a kid. Had like a real full circles, meaningful moment for you because I basically slapped it out of your hand in Durango. Like, don't do this. This is dumb. Well, thank you for doing that. What's funny is something that I said I wanted, I didn't even remember. So that that's how like flippant these you know wants and desires can be, which I think is interesting. Okay, let me, let me finish up books real quick because I just want to like shout out a couple fiction books that I loved, mm-hmm. okay? We already talked about The Light Pirate. That was one of my favorites. Demon Copperhead. Anyone else read that? One of my favorite fiction books of the year. Awesome. I don't read any fiction. Was It It wasn't too heavy. Like I keep snoozing it on Libby because I'm like, oh, I'm just not in the mood for this. Well, it was heavy, but so was The Light Pirate. I don't think it was any heavier than The Light Pirate. Maybe it was a little. And also Mad Honey. Both of those were great. Fantastic. Highly recommend. Worth getting into the fiction genre for Andrew. Reading fiction is really good for you. It's a nice escape. Maybe, maybe Andrew, can you listen to stuff when you ride your bike or do you, for safety, do you not have headphones? For safety, I don't I don't oh, okay. yeah. typically. Okay. I was going to say, because that would be, give you like a lot of time to listen to fiction. Yeah. I also imagine that when you ride your bike, Andrew, you're going so fast, you just can't hear anything. You're just... Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is that not... The sound of the wind is so fast. Okay. Should we move on to our favorite podcast? Yeah. And I mean, not, my goodness, if one of you doesn't say Inside Out Money. I'm, <laughs> I'm listening to a live recording of my favorite podcast right now. Um, you don't have to name it because you're on it. Okay, we'll go. We'll go. Let, let's switch up the order. Erica, what you got? Well, obviously this one, and not just because you said that, because I did write it in the show notes. This one. Um, but also I'm a huge like comedy nerd. So I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. My new favorite one is Handsome with um, Tig Notaro, Fortune Beamster and Mae Martin. That's been my fave. And then uh, Smartless and then also Political Junkie. So Pod Save America. Love it. Okay, Greg, what you got? Well, I, I do also like comedy podcasts and have always loved uh, Conan O'Brien's podcast. And another one that's pretty funny is How Did This Get Made? Although they don't make too many episodes of that now. Um, Another one that's sort of my new favorite that Maggie and I both listen to together is called Heavyweight. And it's another one that's sort of winding down, but it's a really neat podcast where he interviews people and talks about they talk about some situation where they wonder how something might have been, how it might have turned out, and he helps them figure that out by going back and talking to other people in their lives or almost trying to redo something. And it's just it's it's kind of funny, but it's also poignant and uh, just a a nice listen that usually is pretty enlightening and uplifting. It's like a cool mix of like the, it's funny because the host is really funny and it's like a, a little bit of investigative journalism, but on like small matter, you know, like personal people's stories and like, you know, some some like a strange brother that they are or friend that they haven't talked to and they knew there was some falling out, but they weren't really sure what it was over. And so he then goes and like talks to all these people and sometimes reconnects people. Anyways, it is good. And oh, we, Greg and I listen to it as we're going to bed at night. So most of the time I fall asleep and then I wake up and I'm like, ooh, what happened? Because <laughs> I like only caught the first 10 minutes. Okay, um, Liz, what you got? A new one for me this year was called Cash Cuties. And Maggie, you were a guest on Cash Cuties, I listened right? to that episode. That's how I got introduced to them. I think I was a guest on it because of you because I think you were I, I did recommend you. They were looking for a financial independent retire early person. And I was like, I 
know one of those. <laughs> but they're so funny. They're shtick. It's like two co-hosts. And they invite on not usually other sort of financial creators, usually just like regular people. And then you have to submit your credit card statements ahead of time. And then they critique your spending habits. It's so good. I would nice. be mortified. Oh, that would be good. Erica, we should do an episode where I do that. Too. We should do an episode for all of us do that. Oh gosh, yeah, that's totally. a great idea. <laughs> Tell me when you so I can monitor my spending. <laughs> no, it's a surprise. No, so you got to pick a ran- like we do a random randomizer month, right? So oh, that's a good you don't know which month it's going to be. Yeah, that's good. And what, one of the cash cuties is a professional comedian. So mm-hmm. the, I mean, they're both really funny people naturally, mm-hmm. but one of them is you know yeah. proven to be funny. I guess I don't know. How you <laughs> one of them gets paid to be funny. Yeah, he gets paid to be funny. Yeah, they're both good though. I liked that one. Okay, Andrew. No shock here. Morgan Housel, he started a podcast this year, so I love uh, I love his podcast. They're super short, too. They're like 15-minute sh- episodes. They're short, kind 15 of like minutes. Quizzes. Yes, very digestible. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew, I was surprised. Um, and I also noticed none of you put Liz Gets Loaded on your, on your favorite I, podcast. Oh, I haven't gone yet. Uh. <laughs> oh, Andrew, I know that you listen to every episode. <laughs> I do, I do. Well, we said favorites, Liz, not what you listen to. So, oh, no, ouch! Don't worry, oh, I'm gonna come God. back. I'm gonna come back around and uh, clean that up. I'm just messing. If around. I can just come back, so reading fiction expands our capacity for empathy. So, <laughs> maybe a little more fiction in 2024. I love the Liz Gets Loaded podcast. It's my turn now, so I'm going. So, one of my favorite podcasts. I actually, interestingly, don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm not even just saying this to make up for the bad joke I just made. <laughs> you are one of the only podcasts I actually listen to. Liz gets loaded. Because um, I like hearing what's going on with you. And they're like short and digestible like Morgan Housel's. And I mostly listen to books lately. I don't know why. But like when I do listen to podcasts, I still like Rich Roll. Greg, I'm surprised you didn't mention that because that's, I feel like, one of your favorites too. And he just in- interviews like they're like long form, like two hour interviews. So it's a lot. It's a big commitment, but he had on Arthur Brooks as one of my favorite podcasts of the year. I'll put it in the show notes. I think I referenced it in another one. Uh, oh, I also like uh, We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon and Abby and various, they interview fun people too. Can I just say one more thing about uh, Morgan? I'm going to go one step go further and say what my favorite episode is. I've talked about this before. Morgan Housel did an episode. It's 11 minutes long. It's called Respect and Admiration, and it is the best 11 minutes of financial content I've ever listened to. It is, it had probably more of an effect on me than anything. And it, it's the, the premise is, is what you're actually looking for in life is respect and admiration. And it's about if you were to write your obituary, what would you want on it? And so it goes, it, it's like, it's a great umbrella for all the stuff, all the money does not make any difference at all. Like no one's talking about how much money they had or the car they drove in their obituary, right? Yeah. They're talking about respect and admiration. And so it's it's such a good episode. I highly recommend it to everyone. And it's only 11 minutes. I agree. It's And if you're listening on a fast speed, it's like five and a half minutes. It, it's really, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those where I agree, like when I heard it, I haven't done this, but when I heard it, I, I remember saying like, I need to go back and re-listen to this once a week, just just because I I need my own reminders. Like I, I know yep. what's important to me, but sometimes you get off track, you get distracted. That was good. I agree. I listened to that one because I heard on this podcast you both go on about it. I listened to it twice because I felt like I was missing missing something because 
I think that there's this idea that there, I think it's a little, I, I may not be using this right, but there's like a little bit of a straw man argument sometimes in the personal finance space where people are like, I just care about having a happy life. Unlike all those other people out there who only care about having a fancy car and nice clothes. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm not sure there are people out there who are like, I am getting all of my joy in life from my fancy car. Well, I, well, two things. I, I it's like a yes and. I agree yeah. with you on the sense of like, I really liked the episode, but like it is making a point that is very common, which is like, look, on. I mean, I just saw something on Instagram about like, you know, Steve Jobs on his deathbed, right? He wasn't like talking about, he had all the money in the world, right? He was talking about the other things that mattered and that were important. And most people on their deathbed have these realizations of, you know, what really matters. But the, the and point is, I do know people, I know people who won't admit it, but they spend a lot of their life and their choices and day-to-day decisions focused on things that are material and that get them in debt and that they can't afford and all sorts of things. And then I know other people who will blatantly admit it. I remember talking to like someone at work years ago and she was like, yeah, I can never do it. I care about having really nice, I like expensive dinners. I like nice things and I, I like nice things too. But, but she was sort of saying to like, that is her priority in life was to like, marry wealthy to be able to have nice things, you know, like all these things. And so I think there's some people that feel that way and will admit it. And then I think there's some people that are, go ahead, Erica. Well, to Liz's point, she was saying that, you know, that doesn't necessarily invoke the joy. It sounds like it's masking something else. You know, there's like superficiality. So there are people who admit it, but do those are the things like every time you get in your car, you're like, oh, yes. This is what makes me most happy. Let's just turn on the radio, turn on the windshield wipers, just going up in my dopamine hit right now, you know, versus like exactly what Andrew's saying, you know, like that's not the stuff that you're going to be like, and she died with her windshield wipers going full blaze and was as happy as she's ever been in her very fancy car, you know. Can, can we just talk about how you're referring to windshield wipers as the fancy part? Of, I think all cars <laughs> windshield wipers. I think it's from that. But are they auto sensing? Are they auto sensing windshield wipers? Are they heated? Well, and did she die of a heart attack while driving? And maybe she did die happy in her. Maybe. You know, during and a it's rainstorm. Probably because so her- I still drive my 25 year old Lexus. And no matter how often we replace the blades, they always suck. And so, like, I won't oh, no. drive it in the rain. I don't <laughs> like driving it at night. I honestly forgot what we were talking about. But did we at all address what your point was, Liz? It's, it's all, I mean, I think, yeah. He, he does go then the example of the fancy car a lot. And maybe I was feeling sensitive as someone who bought a fancy car this mm. year. But I was like, I didn't buy this fancy car car because I like the way other people feel at the stoplight when they look at me like I enjoy these massaging seats quietly and privately to myself (laughs) yeah well I feel like we talk about this all the time we have a fancy car too and we well I don't I don't even think Teslas are considered fancy anymore because they're pretty affordable compared to other cars but I we we like it yes it brings us joy Greg talks about all the time how happy that car makes him but I think the difference is when you can identify if you couldn't afford that car and I think Liz you know if you couldn't afford that car, you'd be okay. You'd still be yeah. a whole person. You'd choose something more within your budget, but you can afford it. And, and I think that's sometimes to me the big difference is. Yeah. We'll have to, I think it's just a good thought provoking. I mean, yeah. I've heard a lot of conversation and controversy, so we'll definitely link that one in the show notes, right? Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to l- listen to it and let us know what you think. Like Andrew said, it's a super quick listen. 
Okay. Should we just Speaking take a break of- and listen right now? Well, play it in all the episodes. It's actually a perfect segue to talking about our favorite purchases and products of the year because, of course, things make you happy. So, what made us happy this year? Just, I'm just kidding about things make you happy, but sometimes they do. Like a a, a cool thing that like does something interesting and adds some value to your life can make you happy. So, Andrew, what made you happy this year? I can't pronounce, and I had to go Google. I had never heard of it before. I love this product. What is it? It's it is a rice maker. Can you say the full name, please? It's a Zojirushi. Neurofuzzy. And that was the funny. Yeah, it's the Neurofuzzy neuro model. I was like, what's a Neurofuzzy? Yeah, you got it. So Zojirushi is the brand, and then the Neurofuzzy is the model. And this thing has a cult following. It's like a time machine because it's designed like it's straight out of the '80s, and it's totally Japanese design. And I've never had a rice cooker before. I've always made rice on the stovetop, never had a rice cooker in my 46 years. And I got this thing and I was blown away by literally you get perfect rice with a single push of a button and it has been life-changing. You have to measure the water you put into it? Yes, but it, it you have to measure the water, but it has these really simple lines on the bowl where you just put in four cups of rice and put the water in. You got to rinse the rice. I learned that. And I use sushi rice, so short grain cow roast rice from Costco. And it turns out awesome rice every time. No, uh, you don't have to worry about anything. You just hit the button and in approximately... 30 to 40 minutes, you have perfectly cooked rice. Uh, I'm fascinated by this. We cook rice in an instant pot. So I'm curious if like, is it comparable to that or? Yeah, the, the instant pot is also pretty good. I have not tried and I don't have an instant pot, but I love, uh, I love this. And then I started making rice cakes with it for when I'm riding on the bike. And so the rice cakes are super good on the bike. And uh, I love Is a it. rice cake just rice? No, it's uh, it's a mixture of rice and cream cheese. The cream cheese is the binder, and then I add all kinds of stuff to it. So, like I did, I do mint chocolate chip rice cakes. I do Oreo rice cakes. I did bacon and egg rice cakes. All kinds of flavors. So, like, just cream cheese and rice is kind of like the canvas, and then you can put whatever you want in them. That sounds so much better than the rice cakes like our moms grew up with in the diet culture of like the eighties and nineties. Yeah. yeah, the like paper one. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. I yeah. Oh no, like these are. I mean, these are super the calorie. De- like. No, 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 no. These are super cal. These aren't like Rice Krispies. This is these are super calorie. He's trying to do the opposite my... of a, the old school rice cakes. <laughs> He's actually right. trying to consume massive amounts of calories. Right, um, exactly. I would like to say for if anyone's trying to save money or not, I am a huge fan of rice cookers. I've had multiple versions over the years. There, I can't believe you are just now getting one, but I'm so glad you have one in your life because it's amazing. We make a lot of Asian food, and so having a good rice cooker. However, we tried it once in the Instant Pot and it was just as good, if not better than the actual rice cooker. And so because we had two big items, we ended up giving away our rice cooker to a friend. So you don't need to go out if you have an Instant Pot, but if you want a rice cooker and Andrew's endorsing this one, but in general, rice cookers are the best. Yeah, I think everything you were describing, you were like, you just push one button. I was like, that's all rice cookers. (laughs) 
<laughs> welcome to having I know, a rice it's cooker. The, welcome to the world of rice cookers, right? It's so great how everyone comes to things at like different phases in their life. Mm-hmm. Like Maggie, you're kind of mad at Andrew because he didn't share like the the beauty of investing through index funds when you two knew each other when yeah. you were younger. And Andrew, I think you should be a little mad at Maggie for not telling you about rice cooker. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like, like I'm like, who has not equal told me? In, <laughs> you know, their value to your life though. Like I'm sorry. You it's know how been much more enjoyment I would have rice. had for the last 20 years of having a rice cooker? Do you know how cooker? much more money I, mean... I would have? I could have bought you. <laughs> we we could have like, I could have just like had rice delivered to you every day. So you don't ever you have, have to hired a chef to yeah. come I could have hired you. a professional rice cake chef to come make you custom delica- delicacy, yeah. delicatessen. I don't know what the word is. Luxury rice cake. Well, it took me going to, I went to a, a friend's house who's Chinese and they had one of these on their countertop and I had the rice out of it. I was like, whoa, all right, this is a lot better than what I'm cooking at home. And so much easier too. The one button, it's all just in how yeah, you yeah. rinse, how well you yeah. rinse the rice and then, you know, the fingertip yeah. measurement for the water. So does rice washing make a big difference? Do you think? Yeah. Is that like a real key oh. to the quality? Yep. Yeah. Greg, are you saying this? Because the other yeah. day I told you not to worry about the fact that we forgot to wash the rice. I was like, no, I baby, wasn't going to mention that, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was. It definitely is better. What happens if you don't wash the rice? Uh, Your house blows up. <laughs> yeah. Oops, sorry, dude. Your socks all go to zero. It's slightly less fluffy. Oh, okay. Sorry for your less than fluffy rice experience. Next time we'll get you some neuro, neuro fuzzy rice, Greg. Okay. Thanks. I just really like the name neuro fuzzy because. Me I know too. it's That's very interesting. Why? Why? It's but probably a bad it. translation, maybe, right? Actually, you know? no, no, it's not a bad <laughs> translation. I Googled it this morning when I saw this in here and I read all about the technology in the rice cooker. And it does things that the instant pot can't do. It like senses the I don't know. The heat of the bowl. The neurons. And then how much water is left. Uh, yeah. And the fuzziness of the neurons, exactly. Just just what Andrew said. Okay, Greg, Neurofuzzy, what's your favorite purchases this year? So the two that stood out were one of my smallest and my largest purchases. So on the small purchase side, it was a simple MagSafe wallet for my phone. I've always had a wallet and, you know, they, they feel funny when you sit on them. Um, you have all these random credit cards in them you don't really need. So I finally got a, a three card MagSafe wallet to go on the back of my phone and I carry three cards now, my license and you know, two credit cards and it's great. I took it on our, on our trips this summer and, um, or I I guess our most recent trip. And it was nice just having a small wallet and I feel like I always know where it is. And so that was my small purchase. And then my large, we've talked about this in one of our prior episodes, but was getting LASIK surgery. Uh, the other day it was, you know, a big investment, but the other day I was just thinking about it. I think we were, as we were uh, in Portugal and we got up and we were looking at the, uh, the ocean first thing in the morning. And I was just like, man, it is so cool to like, just wake up and have perfect vision and not have to carry all the crap with you when you travel. That's a good one. Yeah. Your, I like your MagSafe wallet also, Greg, and your new eyes, which I don't get to appreciate as much as you do, but you're but my driver every i don't like carry my own stuff like i'm incapable of having wallets or credit cards on me at any time so greg's usually in charge of my driver's license so it takes up when we go out he has to hold that then he only has room for one credit card so there's just less is it a diner's club card no it's just my oh (laughs) no but that was funny Greg, I hope you charge my gift fee for (laughs) no he's so sweet too he always like carries my chapstick and he never complains about it 
I know. Oh my goodness. He never Maggie, he never says good. like, oh, why don't you carry something that would hold all your stuff? And <laughs> he never like reminds me of the invention of a purse or like anything. Oh well, Maggie takes care of me in so many other ways. So what is this? Couples therapy? Let's move on. <laughs> you only need one. Like you only need one of you. We're the same way. We walk out the door and just I'm like, Do you have keys in a wallet? Great. I just trust that you were going to yeah. Yeah. drive me around and take care of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, what else is the purpose of being married or having a partner? You know, like <laughs> just kidding. I love you, Greg, for many other reasons besides you being a human wallet. <laughs> and the fact that you take your shirt off all the time. Yeah. And the fact that you undress in public when removing a sweatshirt. A publicly stripping human wallet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Liz, speaking of publicly stripping human wallets, what were your favorite things this year? <laughs> speaking of that, not at all. But I did borrow Greg's idea of like a big purchase and a small purchase. So the small one related uh, Apple AirTags for my – AirPods and my keys. So you can go on your phone and make those things make a sound so you never have to look for them again. I guarantee you I have saved hours of my life <laughs> taking around trying to find my keys. How do you attach it to your AirPods? Like, does it stick to it? Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so happy you asked me that oh. because this is such a win for the year. I almost created a category for us of like something I didn't buy that I'm happy about. Because I was looking online for – they make these little cases that you put your AirPods in and then there's a spot to put the AirTag, right? And I was like just having a moment where I was like, I don't want to spend $13 on this piece of plastic that's going to exist in the earth forever just for this. And so I grabbed a rubber band and I just attached the AirTag to my AirPods case with a rubber band and it's been going strong for six months. And every time I look at it, I'm like – I am a genius. <laughs> well played. Very nice. Well played. I like it. Anyways, that was. I've thought about. I don't have any air tags. I've thought about getting oh, them. Good. I yeah. For the luggage or like when I'm shipping my bike or something. Oh, you should totally do it for your bike. I never knew what I'd use them for. People put them. Uh, they hide them in the bike so that if yeah. the bike ever gets stolen, then you can find them. So I've definitely thought about getting some. So Liz, you're a fan. Put it on your list for Santa because especially with a big purchase like a bike, you know, the little amount that you might spend on an air tag is probably well worth yeah. it. Yeah. Also, if you shave that mm -hmm. mustache today, Crystal might buy you an air tag. <laughs> True. That's a thank you present. And, and then you can attach one to your mustache so you can find it later if you if you miss it, you know? <laughs> well, they're very reasonable. They're only, I think you get a four pack for $100. And I, well, I bought them after... Mm -hmm. Do you remember last Christmas? It was like Snowmageddon plus Southwest had their like epic meltdown. And I think so many people were talking about yeah. how their luggage got lost and they had no idea where it was. And so I bought a four pack, a couple for our luggage and then keys and earpods in there. I didn't know that you can make sound, which is so great. Like I knew that you could find stuff, but you can make them beep. That's how I didn't know that. That's what's so great about them. Like, I can never find my AirPods. I'm, I might need this. Well, no, I was just wondering if you put them in your luggage, it's like its own lo low jack. Like you can find it anywhere and track it from your phone. As long as it's mm -hmm. near, if it went to like the middle of nowhere, it wouldn't track. It has to be like near other Apple users. The, even they don't even need to know it, but it'll it just needs to be near them because that's kind of what it picks up off of is other iPhones being around. Right. It doesn't have its own cell signal, so yeah. it's. Okay. Liz, didn't you lose your wallet last year? Wasn't I, I'm sure I lost my wallet. You might be thinking, I did 
lose my car keys for like seven months. Okay, so it was the car oh. key. It was the car keys. I remember you talking about that. That you were like, I'm not paying you for lost another your set of car keys. They will eventually turn up. I did lose my wallet recently for like a week or two, but then I found, yeah, oh, it was in the yeah, car. Yeah, found but it. I lost. Yeah. Yes, I lost my car keys. The car for keys, seven how months. long? And then they were just in a little basket <laughs> full of like dog toys and like dog bags. <laughs> yeah. See, now that can, but now that that can never happen again because I have air tags. Nice. Thanks. Nice. Anyways, right. I'm putting that on sorry, the list. That was a small thing. And then very briefly, my big purchase that I literally did like multiple podcast episodes. Like I would not shut up on Instagram about thinking about this purchase. And I finally bought my Peloton row and it's a rower and I love it. And I just got off of it right before this, which is why I'm glad it's not a video podcast because I'm still all sweaty and it feels so Good. Like when I'm on that thing and you get in a rhythm, it's a workout. It feels like you're flying. Or if you really like swimming, it's kind of the same sensation of mm-hmm. swimming. I just really love it. I'm glad you love it because I know you were like debating it for a long time. And I think when you make a big purchase like that and then you feel really good about it, like it just feels nice, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What about you, Maggie? You know, I actually thought long and hard about this. And then I was like asking Greg earlier i couldn't think of i really couldn't think of any big purchases this year the only thing i could think of was i bought paint and repainted our deck and i really like the like new color and kind of the look of the deck now it's, it's like a pretty dramatic transformation i think it looks great you've nice not seen it, but thank you oh no you saw some photos sorry okay the entire world saw you painting you your deck all summer funny, though, yes like, like of course it looks good no right yeah i, thought it I still great. haven't finished painting it in full disclosure i've got a lot of work left on it on the parts that you can't see from the front but but i was just like happy with that purchase and i can't think of anything else I mean, I bought a pair of sweatpants recently in Portugal that I really love. And they weren't Viore. Who linked this to Viore? Oh, I put that in. Oh. I mean, I like my Viore sweatpants, but I already had those. I, I bought a pair of – they're from like a Rip Curl store. Oh, I've been like trying oversized. to save you time and put a, as many You're, links as I can find I in the show. I texted you and was like, thank you. This is super helpful. Oh, I didn't see. It's super helpful. No, I bought a pair of like Rip Curl – but like oversized sweatpants that I'm like all my kids have them. They're like n- not this brand, but they just have like oversized sweatpants and they're like really comfortable to put on a pair of like baggy sweatpants from the eighties. They're great. Okay. Let's. Z Cavariccis coming that? back. Pants. You don't know. You didn't have Were the Were those the like Zach Morris, yeah. AC Slater style? Or are they like Zubaz? Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 A little, maybe. Like MC Hammer pants? That was middle. Yeah, that was that was middle school. Um, well, um that's excuse a good me, segue. You skip me. You skip me. Oh no! Odd. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I like your. Um, excuse me. I mean, last but certainly not least, Erica. What were your favorite purchases? Don't forget about the, those of us at the kids' table. Yeah. <laughs> My You're favorite purchase like- was a booster seat. <laughs> Erica's wearing her favorite purchase, so she no, just I have up. wait. I, no, up. actually, the kids' table it? thing is oh, you can do amazing. it. Just focus. Oh. You're great. That's the sort of encouragement you <laughs> need for it. the kids' table. You know. I love also, that. you're sitting so the, lower than everyone else, so you look like you're sitting at a kids' table. Listen, listen. Something yeah. about this. This was a free laptop I got from my brother-in-law, so I'm not complaining about that. But the camera is like at the base, so it's a very weird place. So. I'm sitting on pillows. My chair is raised. My desk chair is raised as high as it'll go. I have two pillows underneath me. I am not a short person. So this is just weird in itself. So it really fits the kids table 
image that we have going on for me and that I'm wearing a pink kitty cat sweatshirt. All of this tie-dye. Tie-dye. All of this fits. So one of my favorite purchases was this sweatshirt. Another one was very simple that I don't know why I didn't think about for so long, but my 25-year-old Lexus has a tape deck, which was essentially why I bought it so I could play my you know high school mixtapes in it. That's the only reason I bought it. Okay. I was literally just thinking about that the other day. I had one of those when I was younger, like the tape adapter thing. And I know that it's 2023 and most of us can play music from Bluetooth in our cars, but the tape adapter like always worked and never yeah. disconnected randomly. Yeah. Well, it's more so than Bluetooth. You're right. We had an adapter that someone gave us. It broke and I just never looked into how we do Bluetooth. I was like, there has to be something out there. And then I found a converter for our phone and it's not perfect, but it's good enough. And I can play our podcasts, these podcasts, Liz's podcasts on my 25-year-old car. And it was like, you know, $17 total for this. Only, you know, however many years later till I remember to actually look into doing this. But it's been a game changer in the car. Um, The other one kind of like Liz is I finally like joined a gym. And like since the pandemic, I stopped going and I was like, "Uh, I don't want to spend the money. And it's actually been a great investment. And I hold myself accountable and go as often as I can. Does your gym have a sauna? No. So I joined Orange Theory, which I like hate. It's such a cult, but it's right by my house and they were running a good deal and, you know, they're all over so I can go when I travel for work or visit my dad or something, but they have a rower. So I really got into the rower, but I'm going to join the yoga studio up the street from my house and they have a sauna and they also have like an infrared sauna. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. The book I mentioned, Outlive, one of my other big takeaways from that book was there's a study. So sitting in a sauna four days a week for 20 minutes reduces your chance of Alzheimer's by like 67%. Wow. Greg, that's Greg and amazing. I have been talking about getting a sauna. That might be our that might be the stat we need. But we were we need to kick a kid out of our house to like have room for it. <laughs> Small price to pay. Yeah. Small price to pay for a 67% reduction. In- exactly. It's actually a gift for the kids because they're the ones that are going to be dealing with us if we yeah. don't have to take care of it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is an investment in all of our futures. I'm going to tell Anna I need like three feet in her room now to install this sauna. I'll be like, but you okay, can use they it make too. one that's like a little sleeping bag. And I've seen those. I've had it in and out of a, my shopping cart several times this year. I can't decide. I feel like you have the room. Can you like, get you it and just give and, us a like, product review? Because. I follow someone on Instagram who has that sleeping bag style, and I've they they say it's like okay. Really? Yeah, I think I would do that. I'm afraid to put a real one, like a little standing room one, because I don't want to be in charge of maintaining that. I think I would just set my house on fire. I know someone whose house caught on fire from a uh, sauna. So wow, okay, wow. thank you. Mm. I just go to the gym. <laughs> Use the one there. Craig asked if we could get rid of the bathtub in our in our master bathroom, which we don't ever use, and put a sauna there. You could probably – or install maybe like a steam that's a shower. Good idea. I think a steam sauna is supposed to be the same effect. Yeah, I'd okay. rather have a steam shower. That's 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 my jam. I just ride my bike in Atlanta. I get a sauna experience every day. It probably has a similar effect. <laughs> well, I think – yeah, I think you're getting your 67% yeah. reduction, Andrew. <laughs> I hope so. Okay. Does anyone have any regrets, like worst product, worst purchase, something you feel not good about? Yeah, this sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like five minutes ago, it was your top purchase. It looks good on you. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't yeah, well, it. Thank you. 
Thank you. Again, yeah, just seeking validation at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. y'all. And when you're at the kids' table, you need to have on like a pink cat tie-dye sweatshirt. Who else? They're not going to take you seriously. I have to it, stand you know? out. Yeah. I, I love it. And you sent me a postcard that has the same cat and phrase on it, and I like it very much. It sits on my cabinet right over there. I look at it. Any regrets, Stash? Andrew? Nothing comes to mind. Okay. Liz? <laughs> I guess the mustache was free, so you can't regret <laughs> yeah, Right, exactly. It doesn't count as a purchase. Crystal absolutely would, would have voted it. as, yeah. yes, if there was a if there was a financial component of the mustache. She I mean, would you're have saving money course. on like your yeah. electric raise, you know, like a little bit of electricity, <laughs> maybe like four cents of electricity. <laughs> this was a tough question to think about ahead of time there were definitely purchases that like didn't bring joy like some medical bills some vet bills but i think we had a car repair earlier in the year and they were like oh like we could do it now or you could wait and do it later and i said well just do it now like what's the point of waiting then i have to come back in again and it was four thousand dollars and then a couple months later i ended up buying a new car anyways and so i wish i hadn't spent four thousand dollars to repair the car that i no longer drive yeah, it's a tough one. It's hard to predict that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But those ones are always annoying. Cardboard. Like whenever you don't receive any value, like when you lay out a huge sum of money and you get zero value it's back. It's so right? unsatisfying. Like at least if you take your car and it's mm-hmm. making a rattle or something or it's making a weird sound and they fix it. But this is just like you had no way of knowing this was broken. You will experience life no differently <laughs> once we <laughs> fix it. Yeah. Right. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Greg and I always talk about uh, or Greg, you frequently bring up the cost, what we, what you paid for the Tesla versus oh, what yeah. they're char- like, they lowered the price so many times. And he's like, you know, we could have gotten this model with a third row in it for like less than what we paid for. But you know, this is in, in the grand scheme of things, these things don't matter. I don't mean they don't matter, but you know what I mean? Like they're, they're not they're real frustrating. Problems. Yeah. Yeah. They're not real problems, but they are, but you know what I mean? Like they're in the, in, in their annoyances. Disturbances. Yeah, I, have, I think Liz, I know you have this perspective too, but that I'm super thankful that, you know, you can deal with a $4,000 car repair that was annoying. Yes, disturbances, good words, but like it, it's not breaking you. So it, it's good that the worst thing that happens to us or the, the worst, our, our regrettable purchases are just, you know, like in the end. Yeah. It doesn't put you at risk of having food or a roof over your head. Yeah, exactly. Um, I couldn't really think of any regrettable purchases other than my braces, but they're, they're doing something. I don't like them, but they're doing something. So I don't really regret them per se, but I don't like them. I, I, I use this like spreadsheet to track money that just like, you know, the kind of spreadsheets people sell on Etsy. And the one I have, it has, um, next to each transaction, you can choose an emoji like for your feelings. Oh. <laughs> like, did this purchase bring me a lot of joy? Did it make me sad? Did it make me like make the like grimace like yeah. this face? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. Is that the My Wealth dashboard one? It is. Yeah. I bought it. I've not opened it yet, but I'm excited to. I'm going to use it next year. I love it. Erica, what were you about to say? I was going to say, I feel like Andrew's mustache has been like the focus where normally I make fun of your adult mouth braces, but now we get to make fun of <laughs> it's why I keep Andrew's mustache, which. I've I've now gone up the yeah. pecking order yeah. right here, like, and I'm out the top of the list. Yeah, but dogging on people is my love language. Me too, Erica. <laughs> it's also my love language. That's why when I was making a joke about Liz gets loaded earlier, I was like, oh, I hope I didn't really hurt your feelings because I was totally, that is my love language. Like, I'm totally- I don't even remember. Oh, <laughs> good. Fine. Great. Stupid. I don't know who did that anyways. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Well, I'm glad. we we We've got some nice, you know- fun wins of like interesting things we bought this year, but I'm glad that there's not a big list of regrets. Well done inside out money crew. Good job team. 
Okay. So let, let's real quick talk about some of the biggest financial news of 2023. A lot of things happened this year in the economy. This was an interesting year economically, financially, however you want to say it. Mortgage rates are at like a record high. They're like in the high eights right now, I think still. Is that, that sounds about right? Seven and yeah. a half. I mean, some of, like a couple Seven weeks ago, they were like above yeah. eight. Yeah, they've come down a little bit. So I'm exaggerative even when I say, I don't know if they actually ever made the heights. Look, nobody should take this as the real financial news of 2023. Uh, but something like mortgage rates were high. High yield, interest rates in general were at a record high. So like high yield saving rates, like we're getting 5.5% at Wealthfront right now. We were just uh, pushing on Greg's mom to like make sure she moved all of her money into that because it's literally, it's just, it's a really high rate right now. The market, the US stock market, market is up like 20% year to date, which is like bananas to quote Liz gets loaded. And <laughs> yep. Raise the roof yeah. on that. I mean, look, I'm not, I don't get too excited about stuff like that. Cause I'm like, what goes up will come down eventually, but long-term it'll go up. And there's just like, up yeah, the there's right. like crazy stuff that happened with like the Sam Altman and like what happened at OpenAI. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of like fascinating things that have happened financially in the world this year. I read one article that said that consumer debt is at an all-time high, but then another article came out and said that for many people, their their debt is lower than it's been. Like it's come down on average seven thousand per person since twenty seventeen, but for a subgroup of people, it's extremely their, their debt has gone up. So it's these weird kind of contradictions almost yeah. in in what we're seeing happen. Yeah, there's a lot of things that yeah do not seem logical or explainable in terms of like how well the market's doing versus you know how some other things are doing. Also, I totally forgot about this, but like because it feels like it was years ago, but three of the largest banks collapsed in U.S. history in Q1 right at the end of Q1 of this year, um, which again felt like it was in a different year. Just to be three of the largest like bank collapses happened this year, not three of our biggest banks collapsed. Yes, thank you. I was like, Whoa, what? Three <laughs> of the largest <laughs> bank collapses in U.S. history. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. That was confusing. Yeah, that, was, that does feel like it wasn't even this year. That feels so I long. know. I swore, I would have sworn that was a different year. And there's all these like warning signs looming, right? Like like Greg was talking about. You were talking about consumer debt, Greg, right? But also- right. The, but also the our federal debt is at an all-time high, and there's a lot of questions about how it's ever going to get paid. And I mean, there always have been, but I think it, it's been um, more so recently. But all that being said, there's like- one piece of news that I feel like rocked many of our worlds, our little tiny worlds. And what was it? Mint announced they were shutting down. Sad times. Oh. Really? Yeah, it's we tough. all. Erica, does the landlord use Mint? Uh, no, I had it. I used it, aka I had the app on my phone. So okay, the, the <laughs> landlord the landlord uses like old fashioned spreadsheet. Okay. Well, I know we all used. I mean, other than the landlord, we all use Mint in different ways. Some like Liz, you fed it into another tool. I think we we used it more directly, Andrew and and our crew. But sad times, yeah. Yeah, I. Uh... I started using it in 2007. I started in 2008. I I had, it is like wild. Yeah. It's just been such yeah. a part of my life for so long. I will say it's sad, but like similar to Greg's response where I thought Greg was going to have like a much bigger response. He was kind of like, oh, I, it, like, I think he was like, I don't even mm -hmm. like love mint. Like, like if like a love-hate relationship with mint. It was free. So I dealt with a lot of crap from it. I say I. Greg dealt with a lot of crap from it. And then I would listen to Greg deal with a lot of crap from it. Yeah, I was happy in a way because it it was like, oh, there's not this free tool. I guess it's okay to go spend a little money on a better tool. So yeah. at the end of the day, I'm actually kind of happy about it. On the flip side, yeah, I think like we've switched to Monarch. We did a whole episode on it. We can put in the show notes. Andrew, you're trying Monarch out? I spent three or four hours last night 
trying to migrate everything over. I got I have eighteen thousand transactions in Mint, so with lots and lots of accounts. So it was definitely a process, and I'm not all the way there yet, but I'm getting there. So we're not really trying to move our history in there. We're just using it going. Okay, forward. I moved. I'm moving all the history in because we have our well, history as so. spreadsheets because we always kind of put Mint into another sheet, anyways. Yeah, I. Uh, but I you just, do, you know, yeah. I just, I just I'm not saying don't it. do that. I'm just saying like <laughs> don't feel like you yeah. had to do that. Yeah. Don't forget that 50% off code on Monarch. I did. I did utilize that. So, well, I'm going to try it out for December and see uh, see how I like it and see what I think. And then, Liz, I know you're a big Wineab fan, but you're thinking I about know. It? Well, so I moved off of Mint like a year ago, a year and a half ago, I think, because you know how you always had to refresh your accounts in Mint and like re enter your stuff, yeah. which was fine. But eventually, I could, I mean, I could enter my password 100 times and it was like, nope, we've never heard of that bank. We don't know who they are. And it was like my main checking account. And I was like, I really, yeah. need you this isn't gonna work so i switched over to you need a budget YNAB, which there's some things i really like about it and some things i don't the thing i like about it the most is that it puts all your transactions in like an inbox basically and so you have to approve each one because the problem with mint is it would just categorize stuff and if you didn't catch it yeah, right like it just kind of got swept away with the other eighteen thousand transactions you really had to keep an eye out and then maggie your episode about monarch made me realize that monarch money has a similar feature. It's, it's a little bit of a workaround, but you can basically set a rule to mark all of your transactions as they come in as needs review. So yeah. you can sort of force it to like let you look at each one. And so I've been playing around with it and I really like it. Yeah, cool. I didn't realize you were like even considering because I feel like YNAB, like like I said, they their fans are big fans. I definitely thought Andrew said, Liz, something about wine app. And I was like, yeah. go on. And then I forgot we were on the... I saw you perk up there a little bit, Erica. And then... Yeah. I was like, wine app? What are we talking about now? Did you notice I was like dozing off here? But I'm actually downloading these apps. Maybe I'm going to try them both out and see what works for the kids table over here. I think you and the landlord would like Monarch better. It's less of a learning curve, but that's just my gut. Okay. I agree. I mean, I like you need a budget. I didn't realize until I started using Monarch again how much I really value the snapshot of like, here's your income for the month and here's your expenses for the month. And that's something YNAB shows you, but only if you like go, kind of go in and look at a report because it's all about – it's it's just – it's a totally different – Like assigning every dollar. And- yeah, it's more of like an envelope system. It's like here's how much money you have in a bunch of different categories, not like here's what you're expecting to come in for the month and go out for the month. And I just keep finding myself opening the app and looking at it like I used to obsessively on Mint for 10 years, uh, 10 plus years. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I love this. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's switch to – Everybody sharing some like big personal financial wins or news. Like how did your year go financially and like what went well for you or not well, whatever you want to share. Yeah. Well, Greg, mm-hmm. you and Maggie had a big year. We did. Yeah. It was our first full Greg year. Like, did of- we? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know if you were, I didn't want to, uh, you know, steal your Go thunder, first. but our first, first full year of early retirement. And uh, so it was a very interesting year yeah. for us and yeah. you know obviously very very fortunate to you know be able to even say that but i i think it it went pretty well we both just did our net worth net worth tracking and you know obviously in large part to the market being up so much but you know our our net worth has has grown even through a year of retirement so that is pretty exciting yeah 
It, 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 I was just, Greg and I were just reflecting on that. I was like, even though it's sort of, I say like fake because it's market-based and like we're not pulling out all the money now, so we haven't realized those returns, but it does still feel good psychologically to have left work, given up big paychecks, spent money over the last year. And we have, you know, we have some money coming in from DCP and rental properties and stuff, but spent more than we earned. Don't forget the Uber. Way. I mean, and Uber, you know, baby. bring it in. That's right. That's right. I mean, at least a couple hundred dollars a month on that sucker. It's not so. called Uber. We now in our house call it Gruber because Greg is driving Uber, but Gruber also. The kids call it that too. And... So yeah, that is still we're we're, you know, spending more than we make, I'll put it that way. But yeah, so it feels good to not have like depleted our feels good because it's early and you, you don't want to like feel like you're, you know, spending your money too fast. And it's our first year on the marketplace with marketplace insurance. We'll have to do an episode in like a few months on that, Greg, because we've got a lot of lessons learned from that. Like we pretty heavily miscalculated our income when we did it. And so we'll we'll pay back some subsidies. Our insurance was cheaper than we expected it to be. But you know, good problem to have in a way, I guess, because that was income. But yeah, it's been a good year. What about you, Erica? Yeah, it's been a really good year for me. I started a new job at the beginning of the year. I'd been with my last company for 13 years. So just needing a change. It's a long time. Yeah, it was, you know, sometimes you don't even realize it till you've made the change. And in that, you know, I was able to negotiate like a a salary that felt like one that I, I know that I had been grossly underpaid, even though my former company was like, you are at market. And then turns out when you go to the market, you get a different story. So Maggie, you know, <laughs> kudos to you because you really helped me. Some market. Yeah, someone's market, just not the one that really is what <laughs> dictates how people get paid. So, you know, help negotiate a salary that felt more commensurate with my experience. But then going back to what we were talking about earlier about like whether money makes you happier, it's like glad that I helped negotiate that salary for my Myself. And thanks to you and some other friends too, Maggie, who helped me with that. But also like, I just am so much happier with this new company leading the change. It's a different experience, different. Sometimes you just need a different challenge. And so all the things have been really great so far with that. But the other big thing too, is the landlord and I are looking at our, it's open enrollment or just closed, but we were comparing our insurance or benefits for next year. And we are going to try out an HSA for the first time, which is something he's wanted for years. And I have been very anti-space. I know. And I listened yeah. to y'all's podcast talking about it and was like, rrr, 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 rrr. you know, like, oh, don't let the landlord ever hear this episode. But then there were some things that you said that kind of resonated with me in a certain way. And the reason why I feel more open to it now is like our family's in a place where like our daughter had some surgeries that she needed as a baby and like we couldn't have done that under an HSA. And so we needed some things that we needed the best insurance for that. And so I just, you know, we utilize our insurance. We take advantage of like you can, anyway, we we use insurance or I do at least. And so now we'll just have to figure out, I'm using it as, let's see, let's see what this year looks like for us with an HSA. And, you know, the landlord can pull out his spreadsheets and do the comparisons. But this was a big step for me. And yeah, it was like insanely cheap offering too from my company. So it's like, wow, this is a huge difference in like what you pay monthly. Yeah, that's, that's the whole but not year. all companies offer that, which was the interesting thing. There's a big range. I mean, I'm curious, and you don't have to share if it's too much, like what your actual family deductible is. Because Maggie, you and Andrew were just doing an episode and talking about how sometimes the family deductible is like 8 to 12K. I was just looking at my company's the family deductible on the high deductible plan is, is I think, $3,600, like whatever that's the minimum. incredibly low. Yeah. yeah. That's super low. Mm-hmm. What is I, yours, Erica? Do you remember? 
Um, the marketplace, while you're looking, Erica, if you even can look, the marketplace HSA plan that we were looking at, which we're not going to do now for a bunch of reasons, but is like fourteen or 18,000. Maybe my, the wow. one in my company was like 18,000. The marketplace one might have been 14 or 15. It was in the Yeah, team. I think our out-of-pocket max for a family is on my company's plans is, I want to say it's six. No, maybe it's 8,000. That's barely a high deductible. Um, I mean, that, that's like at the low end of it. Yeah, I'll have to get back to y'all on that because it's oh, on my work computer. <laughs> but it wasn't It wasn't like sticker shock high. No, that was the thing is like it wasn't sticker shock high. I think when you said, Liz, 3,600 for the family, I think it might have been that. And we got like the middle of the road HSA plan because they're actually like giving you money for your HSA to take this plan. So I was like, well, that seems like a no brainer. That's nice that your company also gives you money, which not all do. That's awesome. Well, that's a good move. And I think... Yeah. Again, another reason why I'm glad, you know, made the change. Yeah. I think it's great you did that, Erica. And I think your mindset is right around like, let's try it for a year. Let's see how you feel. Let's see how actual medical expenses pan out. You can never quite predict it. So good job. Thanks. Okay. We're going to we're gonna do speed rounds, guys. Andrew, what are some big wins for you this year? Yeah. I think more just overall lifestyle. So we're on track to spend about 80K this year, which will be the lowest in the last four years or so. So Impressive. feel good about that. And so a lot of bike stuff in order to buy bike stuff. So that was kind of my goal at the beginning of the year. And I've held mostly to that. So overall kind of annual spend and what I've heard is like the ongoing lifestyle is, is we're maintaining. So that's awesome. 80K that's is good one. awesome for a family of four. Yeah, that's really low. That'd be low for a family of four. <laughs> Liz, isn't 80K? I'm just joking. Totally. Yep. <laughs> okay, by the way, I can't wait to do our expense review in January for. Uh, oh, I can't wait. You know, all open up Monarch and uh, see yes. how we're doing. Yes. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. Yep. And Erica's yeah, got yeah. a we'll we, landlord. Maybe we get a special guest to come on. You should just keep it a surprise. Like, don't tell him what it is. Just be like, it's important to me and I need you to join something. <laughs> it's also hilarious because he's outside my window right now and I just see like a giant ladder moving around. So he's landlording as we speak. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a good skill to have. Okay, Liz, I had a couple. About you? I had a couple big wins this year. Uh, number one, uh, no major home repairs. Knock on wood. There's still a few weeks left in the year. But the last two years, we spent more than fifteen thousand dollars each year on like roofs and landscaping and plumbing and all the things. So this year we're at two thousand, which is amazing. Related, mm. it's the longest story in the world. But we had really expensive homeowners insurance, and we saved like five thousand dollars <laughs> by switching plans. It was bananas. And then lastly, it's so interesting, Erica. You mentioned you know your, your company reviewing your salary to make sure that it's smart. So I actually got a much bigger raise than I was expecting because I have the best boss in the world. She's amazing and really wanted to bring me up to basically like the 50th percentile um, of market compensation for my role. So I was very pleasantly surprised by that. Like some, I, I like to give, there's so many stories about companies <laughs> like trying to pay people as little as possible. And so when a manager or a company gets it right, it's, it's so good yeah. to see. I agree. That's awesome. That's great. I think p people forget that there are two sides to the equation, right? You can cut your expenses and live and and you know grow wealth that way, but the other side is just as important. Growing your income can the have a huge one. impact the on the overall one. trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the easier. One, sure. <laughs> I mean, not easier to get, easier to yeah. experience and live with. Yeah. Um, well, congrats, congrats to everyone. Yeah. I feel like everyone's had a great year. Nice work, Liz. I think collectively. We've had an awesome year because this group all did one thing together, which not one of us could have done on our own. And we launched Inside Out Money. So I just want to give a huge thank you to 
all of you, Liz, Greg, Erica, and Andrew, even the stash, because you've been here for a month or so now. And I'm just having like a really good time doing this with you guys and connecting with you all. And I love the variety. I like the adults table. I like the kids table. I like all the tables. And it's been awesome. So it's been one of the coolest things I've done this year, for sure. Thanks for pulling us all together, Maggie. It's been a lot of fun. I think uh, definitely all of us bring different perspectives. I always enjoy listening on Monday morning and seeing what, what everyone else is, is bringing to the table. And been, it's been good. Cool. Yeah, me too. I, it's like the first thing I listen to on Monday morning. Aw. Okay. So we'll share a few like Inside Out Money stats, but for the sake of time, we'll keep it moving. So we launched May 15th, 2023. We've had 33 episodes so far this year. We've had, as of, we haven't missed a week yet. Honestly, we haven't missed a week yet. Nice job. That was a good, yeah. That was a big goal for you, Maggie, right? You, 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 you always said you never missed a week. I've never like cut it this far to the wire. Like, we're recording this on a Saturday afternoon. I have a fairly busy like rest of day, and the podcast launches Sunday night. I do not have a podcast edited for tomorrow night. It's the first time I've ever gotten this close on things. It's a long story. It's not that long of a story. I've just been procrastinating. So anyways, but there will be one. Don't you worry. Anyways, yes, that is my commitment. And usually it's a little bit easier, but I'm a little bit behind. Can I interrupt and ask a quick question? Greg, have you listened to one episode yet? (laughs) I have. Yes. Which one? Your own? (laughs) No, actually, no. I did listen to Andrew's about mortgages because I had I edited that one. So, and I I, well, can I rephrase the question? Have you listened to an uh, episode that you didn't edit? Yeah, I listened to one of Liz's, but I just can't remember which one exactly. (laughs) Must have been. (laughs) Okay. Well, this will come back into play when we get to superlatives at the end of this because I just recently added a superlative. I completely forgot. We'll read it. Greg doesn't listen. That's great. Okay. Greg's busy, you know, he's retired. Yeah, he's busy taking care of you. Yeah. Carrying your stuff around. I know. It's it takes emotional. a toll on you, you know, <laughs> carrying those credit lot. cards and chapstick. It's an emotional toll. So, anyways, inside out money, doing awesome. We've had, you know, it, it, the I, I think what what's cool to me too is that like I was concerned when Friends on Fire shut down or ended, retired, whatever you want to call it, that we would lose a lot of listeners, but they really stayed. And and, and that was cool to see. So the 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 fact that it kind of hit the ground running like very quickly was awesome to see. Okay, Liz, you wanted to hear top episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but only if Don't I want worry. to hear it. You're, you're number two and three. Yes. <laughs> Andrew's sandwiching you on uh, one and four. Listeners. I like to win. Like to win. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Appreciate the downloads. I don't know if it's about the person or the topic, but you guys. Oh, it's can definitely think about the person. You, yeah, y'all can a- think absolutely whatever the like. person. The mustache. It could be many things. So I'll double check this real quick, just for for your sake, Liz. I will double check that since I put these in, it has not <laughs> changed. I've just been playing my own episodes in the house. Over and over. This is like over going back up. to the instant replay to see if Liz won or not. <laughs> Um, Yo, I'm just see. happy to be yeah, invited is. to the table, so it doesn't even matter. If <laughs> Erica, I made you're it in the top ten. 10. You're in the top ten. Good. Everybody's in the top ten. I was 10 lying. I really was hoping that mine would be somewhere uh, on there. It's actually pretty even. I think, like, it's fairly yeah. even. I think everyone is like in the top ten twice. Yeah. you're right. Like There's a good close. distribution. You're right. Okay, so no, t- number one most popular episode is no, episode 22. How much do you need to retire? Flaws in the four percent rule. I think that is. I'm not. I'm not knocking you, Andrew. You're an awesome co-host. I get great feedback about you. But that topic, I think, in particular, is is a very 
popular topic. You and I talked about this. It's kind yeah. of like the essence of personal finance, yeah. right? It's one so of people's kind of, biggest questions. I'll, that was a little bit of a layup. Yeah. Uh, you also did a great job. Number two is episode seven, do $118 yoga pants make you happier? Lifestyle creep and lifestyle satisfaction with Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. Amazing I like the title. contrast of these two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the contrast of these two is great. Right? It's a great title. Liz, you, you're the best at titling episodes. You, you title many. I often am like texting her right before I post something huh. and I'm like, help me name that. I was wondering who does that. Sometimes I do it when they're bad. You can tell I've done it when they're good. You can tell Liz <laughs> done it. You should uh, crowdsource episode, this group and we can help you come up with titles. Yeah. It sometimes it's like overwhelming when I get too many opinions because I'll even like go between like Liz and Greg and I'm like, oh, I don't know. You guys both have different opinions. Okay. So... Number three was episode 11, Die With Zero, Five Takeaways from the mm-hmm. Anti-Frugal Book that should have been a blog. Number <laughs> four was episode 24, The Surprising Truth of Early Retirement, 500 Days Early Retired. That's with Gregory, aka Gruber. Number five was with Erica, episode 21, What Is Enough? That was one of my titles, short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Number six, episode 25, Our Biggest Financial Regrets and What We'd Have Done Differently. Was that a group? Was with me and Erica? Nope. Uh, no, it was you and me. That was you and me, Andrew. And I was like, Hold on. <laughs> I'm like, I remember that. all in all of these episodes. Let's be clear. Yeah. Uh, next one was number episode five: reflections on one year of early retirement. That was with Greg. Next one was episode eight: save or splurge, being intentional with your spending. That was with Erica. Mm-hmm. Number. Next was episode 15 with Chris Hutchins, All the Financial Hacks. I'm just impressed that we all beat out Chris Hutchins. Yeah, right. For real. (laughs) And then episode four was with Liz, The Easiest Way to Be Thin and Rich. Also a provocative title. I really like that one. That one resonated with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I I like all the, these are like little, you know, your babies. You're like, I love all the babies. You know, I can't, I can't (laughs) choose my favorite. So well done to everybody. Yeah. And I think you're right. It was very distributed. Like there were like two of everybody's on that list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And okay, let's wrap this episode up with some fun superlatives. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to throw these out. You guys, and if you guys have better superlatives, feel free to put some in you know we'll just like throw them off you know if you come up with one let's go with most likely to not listen to the podcast <laughs> greg one greg. two greg. three greg. greg okay can i wait can we go back to that so my kids sort of created this little jingle uh yeah so greg is the main character in diary of a wimpy kid and so my kids created this jingle and i get it wrong every time but it's basically Greg. And so <laughs> you've been talking about Greg so much. I'm just like giggling. I got to get my kids to do it. It's like the Nintendo song oh and getting it wrong. But we should redo that. Most likely to not listen to the podcast. Greg. Greg. Oh, you guys. You're making me blush. Greg, we're going to guilt you into listening. Greg, just take your shirt off and sit there and look at this. Okay. Okay. So how about this one? Most likely to have a spreadsheet that answers some questions. <laughs> That's obviously Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. Yeah. Andrew. Guilty. Greg's got some nice spreadsheets spreadsheet. too, but I'd vote Andrew for that one. Andrew, are your spreadsheets color coded? They can be. Okay. Depending the colors have to serve a purpose. Do you mean like conditional formatting colors? What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I always do like blue cells or input cells. Like I follow some standard practices on my sheets, but. I like your answer of like, well, it has to serve a purpose. It's not going to be colorful mm. just to be colorful. Correct. It does serve a purpose to look pretty. <laughs> yeah. I'm with Liz on this. I, Good user experience I design. Yeah. Colors have to serve a purpose. Okay. Most likely to sell their Bitcoin at the worst possible time. Maggie. Greg, Greg and Maggie. Maggie, <laughs> Maggie yeah. and Greg, we both sold chunks of Bitcoin. I feel and it went up slightly for the, responsible for that. It's not your fault. I would like, you know, I had been, let me just alleviate you of that concern. <laughs> uh, we had been thinking about it for a very long time. And so like that was not, but it was weird timing that like it yeah. had not like rebounded in like years. And then all of a sudden, like, two days later, I was like, what the? F-? This is why it is dangerous giving financial advice I know, to yeah, friends and family. I, I like, never, you got to put a disclaimer in there. Like- I agree. <laughs> and I don't ever hold anyone personally. I do hold you personally accountable for not sending me the simple path to wealth in the early okay. 2000s. Yep. <laughs> but we're going to let the Bitcoin one go, Andrew. Okay. Most likely, who put who put this one in? <laughs> Most likely to go over budget on travel, food, clothes, electronics, and fitness. Oh, I was thinking we'd do each one. Like most likely oh, to go over oh, I thought someone else put that in about you. <laughs> oh, I would assume it was me to the kids table to go over budget on all that stuff. Oh no, I thought it was Liz. <laughs> I was going Liz well, on that one. I think most likely to go over budget on travel would be Maggie and Greg. That's probably yeah. fair. What okay. was that Europe trip last year? Yeah, that travel. Was a lot. You're that right. was a once in a lifetime. Let's break it out. Yeah, it was a once in a lifetime, but we spent a similar amount this past summer, Greg. So, well, yeah, that was twice in a lifetime. On half the amount of time, <laughs> splurged. Okay, okay, yeah. Most likely to go over budget on fitness equipment, Liz. Liz. I know oh, you. Your treadmill me, in um, my row. Oh, actually, Andrew's bikes cost more than my, all of them. Uh, oh, yeah. My, my $20,000 on bikes is crushing yeah. all of you. Okay, well, never I was mind. thinking Andrew originally for that one. <laughs> Man, this makes me feel a lot better about my $100 yoga mat then. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing. Most likely to retire next. Ooh. Andrew? That's Somewhere between Andrew now. and Liz. I don't know. It's a tough I up. feel like Liz will be that person who will just keep working, thinking that she never has enough. And then <laughs> like you said, you, like you and Maggie talked about like a little bit, the bag lady syndrome and like, yeah. at what point will you be comfortable with what you have to be like, yep, this is enough. Now I'm going to call it. I think that's a really good call out. I think I will be too anxious to retire. I keep saying I'm going to retire in five years, but I've been saying that for three years. So Andrew is just like math computes will retire. (laughs) But you both enjoy your jobs is part of the issue too. Not issue. You know what I mean? Like if you were miserable, I think you both would pull the cord faster. I agree. Yeah. Happiness at at work definitely make drive is a big driving factor of of that. Um, Most likely to purchase a tie-dye cat sweatshirt. (laughs) <laughs> well that that one's a toss-up that could be you or me maggie well, that's, you. that's very true but <laughs> i encountered that sweatshirt before you i would be wearing it right now <laughs> and if there was only one left well i don't know you guys got any other ones some of these are like i don't know well i might have written them in but if you got a good one who wrote yeah, and guess no, what i I don't, I don't know that was on there and then i saw most likely to switch jobs or go back to work and i was wondering if I don't know who wrote that. Maggie or Maggie had some news. Oh, no. Maybe someone wrote that for us, not me. I wrote the switch jobs or go back to work. Oh, you want to read it? No. But um, I mean, I can, but I like that one sort of fell flat when we were just saying it. Okay. Okay. We'll do it. We'll try it. Okay. Actually, I do. I do have a question. So, you know, it sounds like we're all pretty happy for those of us working still happy in our jobs. You know, Gruber's still going strong with the Tesla. But between Maggie 
and Greg, who do you think would be most likely to go back to work? You know, who's going to get to a point where like, no, I need something a little more than what is right now. Oh, that's a good question. I think I'm going to go with. And I feel like they're going to be playing chicken with each other. Like you go back to work. No, you go back to work. That's what we used to do on retiring. We used to be like, no, I'm going to quit first. I feel like someone, not us, like Liz and Erica. I mean, sorry, Liz and Andrew should answer that. I think if I had to guess, it would be Greg based on you two did. I forget which episode it was recently, but you were kind of talking about your own challenges in retirement. And Maggie, I feel like you're like, I'm too busy. And Greg's a little bit like, I'm not busy enough. And so that's what I would base it on. Yeah. I think that's accurate. Based on my role in this relationship. That's what I have observed. Greg would get a job carrying lots of women's driver's licenses. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where are you going with the lots of women? Sure, another driver's license holder. (laughs) Greg's going to start an OnlyFans account where all he does is take his sweatshirt off and just tease it. And it just like a little bit comes up and he's like, oh no, I'm going to take the sweatshirt off. Well, I'm going to borrow Erica's sweatshirt for it though. (laughs) Yeah. There's got to be someone out there with a fetish of guys wearing tie-dye cat sweatshirts and like almost taking their shirt off, but not quite. Uh, It's funny you mentioned OnlyFans. I think the number one post on the Reddit financial independence forum for the year was a woman who went on and talked about her OnlyFans account and how she how much money she'd made on it and how she was retiring and all that. It was the number one post for the year. Did she say what she's doing on OnlyFans? Uh, no. Okay. I don't. I, yeah. I mean, I, I just mean. That I mean, I'm, if she, you know, she made multiple millions on OnlyFans. I'm sure it involves some level of like nudity and other things. My point was more like was sometimes there's like a real weird shtick. I don't mean weird, but you know what I mean? Like a real specific, uh, she, like she's she showing her definitely... feet and that's it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Is only this, like, don't put this in, but it only sounds like a fetish website. Don't act like I'm you so don't know what OnlyFans is, I have no is, idea. Erica. I really don't know. The I'm kids still table like. does not get access to OnlyFans. If you want OnlyFans, you're going to have to send me an Should app I Google report. it from I'm my work computer? Don't, don't Google I don't even know how to describe OnlyFans. This is staying in, by the way, Erica. Hey, OnlyFans. Should I Google it from is, somebody's work computer? From the landlord's work computer. That sounds like a good plan. Let me Google what is OnlyFans. I don't even, I want to ask like ChatGPT or something. I don't even know. Ask Greg, Alexa. Greg, let's, let's just have you give your best description of OnlyFans. With your well, shirt I've on. Heard. I mean, I, I have friends who tell me that it's a site where people <laughs> you just basically it's like a subscription, a direct subscription, I guess, porn site. I mean, I guess it's not just porn, but I think that's where the majority of the majority money comes from. Porn. But I so, subscribe to specific people on there. Yeah, like- it's like Patreon. The way you would do Patreon yeah. for a podcast, yeah. you would yeah. say like, oh, I really like greg and how he takes his sweatshirts off so i'm gonna pay like right. you would what would you charge do you pick an amount you say like it's five dollars to be a member or something i don't know exactly how it works i think it can be very based on the person you know if if they've got like, really good foot content you know but like the content producer sets the amount like you say like oh it's five dollars for something access or it's twenty dollars for full access you can have like different levels i don't i really don't know i'm not so can we that. put this on OnlyFans? This would uh, be more... If you want to take your cat sweatshirt off, 
Well, I'm going to send it to Greg first to do that. But I think that the first five minutes. First off, you need to sit in a higher chair because we can only see your. We can only see your face. We've definitely gone off the deep end now. Take that sweatshirt off, then we can do an OnlyFans. This is awesome. Uh, most likely to create an OnlyFans account, Greg. Greg. I don't think we would. I don't think we'll make much money if I'm the star. <laughs> what is OnlyFans? Would you like to create an account? Oh well, yes, I would. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Someone said when I googled what is OnlyFans, you know how they have like the suggested questions. It said one of the ones was people also ask, "What do people do on OnlyFans?" And then it said, you when clicked you, it, right? it said, where users can sell and or purchase original content when utilized as an adult site, users will post NSFW, which is not safe for work, videos and photos to their accounts, which are protected by a paywall, which means like you have to pay to access. So yeah, there's your answer. See, I would go on and I would just post like panda videos. Does that count? <laughs> I don't think you'd make that much money, but I mean, <laughs> you, you can do that. Surprised, you Liz. You'd be surprised. It's all supply and demand, so you can go and create whatever you'd like. But I think Andrew's point was whoever was making millions on OnlyFans, like, it's probably got some, you know. Panda videos. I was going to say good content. <laughs> yeah, panda <laughs> videos. Okay, side note. Did you know that pandas have to watch panda porn to procreate? Make babies? At the no. zoo? Yes, this is true. Hmm. Interesting. Is because true. they just, like, that's how they get excited? Yeah. Oh. Well, then I don't know. You might have a shot at that. Oh my gosh, Andrew's face is like, I joined this podcast to talk about compound growth. (laughs) Andrew's like, I told my an index funds. I told my wife I needed to go record a podcast for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. A financial podcast. Okay. I now understand why I'm at the kids' table even more. (laughs) When when we were at Camp Fi though, Oh yeah. OnlyFans was a recurring topic of people joking around about how, you know, it could be an alternate revenue stream because it's In early uh, retirement. I mean, as you said, of, there are people making money. real money from it. Yeah. yeah. Real money. Good for those people, yeah. honestly. Like, yeah. if it gets you to where yeah. you need to be in life in a safe and meaningful, successful way, then go for it. Well, and, and they're controlling the content as opposed to, like, being, you know, yeah, exploited, direct. you could say. I mean, they, they decide what they want to put up there. And so, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, I'm going to bring this back around to financial in this episode. So well, this is actually all financial. No. So Cash Cuties, which was one of Liz's uh, favorite podcasts of the year, they brought on somebody who is, I don't, I don't know if they're on OnlyFans, but they're some sort of a sex worker, I think is, is that an appropriate term? Yes. Okay. I believe they use that term. And they brought someone on and like talked about the finances of it and like just even tipping culture and like all sorts of things. And so I'll put a link in the show notes because it's actually an interesting episode since we were just talking about something related. Okay. I think we're going to wrap this episode up because (laughs) otherwise we might go more down various. I've got to eat some food too. Yeah. Andrew's hungry. (laughs) hungry. Uh (laughs) Okay. So thank you guys. I hope. I, I was saying thank you guys, like uh, thank you to Liz, Andrew, Greg, and Erica for being a part of the Inside Out Money family, but also like a huge thank you to all the listeners because we get 
We've gotten lovely reviews from many of you. We get all sorts of comments and emails and Instagram comments and voicemails and all sorts of stuff. And we try to reply to all of them. If I haven't, ping us again because it's just an oversight. But we just appreciate you guys listening and supporting us. And and by supporting us, just to clarify, this is a free podcast and it's ad-free. So we just appreciate the emotional support and you guys listening and engaging because we do this for the love of it and probably not going to put the content behind an OnlyFans paywall. So it'll continue to be free for now. Um, okay. Well, thank anything you guys want to say before I wrap up? Okay. Anyone want to read the closer? Anyone? I think we should. Bueller? We should do it as a group. Let's all I do it together. I feel like I'm terrible at reading. No. Anybody that wants to come in, we try to do it as a group and we just see what happens. Okay. One. Two, three. Thank you Thank for, you listening. for listening. I know your time. We know your time. No, 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 no Erica. We no, didn't say no, the kids' table could talk no. on this one. Okay. Nope. I'm just we'll let the kids, There's like I a mean, weird delay on Erica. So hey. it's because I can't reach the mic. Too short. <laughs> I think the landlord needs to upgrade your internet access. Oh my gosh, we, we so that. do. We yeah. That. Can we sign a petition? Yeah, that's we'll actually on me. The landlord puts all those things on me, so. Oh. Okay, well, you could get do the it. Uni- get the unified dream router. But what it could it? be the computer, too, now that we've learned. I should have I should have put that as one of my best purchases. Wait, unified yeah, dream that, router? Yeah, so unify is kind of like a high-end Wi-Fi system, and it's much more suited for offices, but they make some home stuff, and it's awesome. Is there a specific one? Yeah, so there's the thing called the dream router. And then you can put in these satellite hotspots as well. I've got two other satellite hotspots. And so I've got three throughout my house and I have amazing coverage throughout the whole house. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. We have the Google extenders and they're not amazing. They're like, okay. Yeah, we have extenders and I just... Is your house wired? Do you have wired? Do you have Cat5 Ethernet in your house to different rooms? Probably not. Our house is 100 years old. I'm going to answer for her no. No, yeah, so that's Thank more challenging. You. But I mean, the Dream Router by itself is a really good hot Wi-Fi access point, and you probably get good signal just with one of those. Okay, I'll send okay. you a link. Well, this I is also you. our yeah, longest thanks. episode ever. So, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for listening. We uh, we're not even going to do the closing today, but just you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. We love when you leave us reviews, probably not on this episode. Don't leave us a review about this episode, but like some other episode, one of those if top someone's 10. someone's still listening, they're a true fan. <laughs> if you're still here, you're awesome. Actually, if you're still here, you send me a message. I'll send you a free sticker, okay? Send me a message on Instagram or somewhere. Happy to send you a free sticker. And uh, you can text us, call us. Our number is 404-981-3370. Happy 2023 to everyone. We hope you have a great rest of the year happy holidays happy new year all that jazz yeah we love you bye 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 okay. bye. bye everyone bye, bye.